millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to this very special bonus episode of Real Life Ghost Stories where I am joined by the wonderful Vince and Alice from the podcast The Ghost Gig. The Ghost Gig is a paramusical podcast that brings you unique tunes and some scary stories to boot. As always, the link to everything The Ghost Gig will be in the description of this episode. Do please go give them a listen and give them a follow on their social medias. They are absolutely wonderful and I hope you enjoy our little chat. Oh, hang on. Before we go into the chat, just to remind you, our conversation was recorded on StreamYard. So obviously the quality is not the same as the normal podcasts. It's absolutely fine to listen to, don't worry. But just in case you're thinking, huh, that sounds a little bit different. That's why. Anyway, enjoy. So I am joined today by the lovely, the beautiful, the wonderful Alison Vince from The Ghost Gig. Hello! 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 So, um, first question, who are you? Why are you here? Who knows? Um... Uh, well, my, my, my name's Alice. <laughs> yeah. And you're Vince. That's right. Nice to meet you. Um, we, we are The Ghost Gig. We are The Ghost Gig. We are, we are a, what did we say, paramusical? Paramusical, which I think we've now found out means something slightly different, but we didn't know oh, that. No, okay. But paranormal and musical podcasts. So yes. we watch horror films and then sing about them we do and tell stories too yes yeah, so it'd be stories. a very short podcast yeah it would yeah. it would I'm going to get into like the, the the mechanics of your podcast in in a minute but how <laughs> how did you decide to start a paramusical podcast well it it, it was kind of me wasn't yeah, it? it was you yeah, yeah um I was listening to other I only discovered podcasts in 2021 so it's awful and um, I was listening to loads of podcasts, obviously yours included. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. And I was actually nearly a host on another podcast, but then that stopped running. Um, so I was like, oh, that's it. Oh. Unrelated to you being involved with it, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't stop it running. They just stopped running. She killed it in the water. <laughs> um, so I started listening to like real life ghost stories and dark paranormal and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I quite like to get this. Um, but I didn't want to do it on my own. Um, so I was like, do you want to... And I was in the room. Yeah. And I knew how to do sound recording and stuff. Found a random man on the street. Exactly. Like, yeah, I was rummaging wanna... through the bins. Yeah. Um, but she was very nice about it. Yeah. Um, um, and now we're engaged, so but... it's okay. Um... <laughs> There's obviously a lot of paranormal podcasts out there. And I was like, we've got to do something different. We've got to do something unique. Otherwise, we're just going to, you know, be the same as every all the others. And I, it was actually the Poisonous Cabinet that gave me the idea. So they were like, well, they do cocktails inspired by their stories. So why don't we do songs inspired by the films or the stories? Yeah, yeah. There was, I think I've, some years ago I'd seen someone do a review of a computer game as a song, which was a terrible idea, really. But for some reason we ran with it. Yeah. And uh, we not put that 
put that down yet since. And, no. um, so yeah, but so it that, really that... works. <laughs> like it does really work. The songs are great, and I really look forward to. I'm like, oh, what kind of what kind of genre of song are we going to get for this film? You know, and I I really enjoy it. Yeah. Occasionally, I don't know about you. I sometimes find that while I'm like watching the film, I tend to like write stuff down because I don't have the you know I have the brain of a sieve, and so I have to write down a few things. And then like sometimes a genre comes through, or it's related to the film. If there's some of that, yeah. Usually, you just go. Yeah, I never have. Yeah, I never have any plan or idea. I just kind of do it and see see what happens. And sometimes I'm very happy, and sometimes I'm like, oh shit, but never mind. What is your musical, both of your musical background then? Mine's very short. Um, <laughs> my, I'm a pretend musician. Um, not. So I, 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 I don't know, I, I was doing animation um, some years back at uni and I needed soundtracks. And I, I played a little bit of keys and like twiddle on a guitar and I just kind of built it from there because I needed something that didn't cost money to make soundtracks and spe special effects and stuff with. Helped out a couple of friends with their things and, and then the collection behind us grew. Um, We've always been interested in music, yes, musical yeah. family, uh, interest, interest in. Somewhat, yeah. interested, yeah, there's always been music playing, um, but me, myself, playing only started quite late in life. I, I did not raise, I was not raised playing things and mm. whistling and having perfect pitch or anything like that. I'm self-taught, which just basically means I make loads of mistakes. <laughs> um, but I got really, really good at editing them out, um, so that's a pro tip there. Um, I just edit yeah. out your mistakes. Absolutely. But, you know, we all do that in podcasts, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, transferable skills, animation, podcasting, music creation. Yeah, it's, it's all yeah. fine. Video editing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was brought up singing and playing stuff. You were. Um, so I always loved singing, always did it. Um, wasn't good at much else, to be honest. Just kind of wanted to do that and nothing else. And I love acting as well. Um, when I was very little, I played the cello for a while and then decided it wasn't cool. So, um, Which is obviously wrong. Yeah, well, I wanted to be able to play and sing and I couldn't play the piano. I was terrible at that. I, my hands were too small and I couldn't reach an, an octave. So I pitched for the guitar instead. And again, self-taught, didn't have any lessons, just kind of, um, I'm still can't bar or do anything complicated because I'm just kind of stuck in this 16-year-old's... <laughs> Being <laughs> being learning off YouTube style. Thing. It's okay. You found MIDI since then. You, know, you can make crazy noises. But I've been lucky. I I I went to the Brit School. I'm one of those wankers that went to the Brit School. Wow. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, like like just a casual casual um, brag there, isn't it? Well, you know, I think we've got a bit of a reputation as as wankers, but you know, it's. Do you mean you mean Brit Schoolers or us? No, Brit Schoolers. You know, Mr. B did that song about I didn't go to the Brit school. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. I never, if, if I tell people, they go, mm, like that. So, like, they're just jealous they didn't get it. Well, so, yeah. And then, and then I didn't go, I, I dropped out of uni and, and just busked. And uh, <laughs> so all of that, all of that training just like, um, yeah. It sounds really, really cool when you say it like that. Though, does fair. it? Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good. I'm just trying to save it for you there. Um, it yeah. does make you sound very kind of cool and bohemian. Right. And See? See? like it does. My friends used to call me the middle class hippie. Oh, I love it. Oh, I didn't I know that. that energy. Oh, still wow. Occasionally. Oh, I'm using that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, busked and then um, kind of gradually got gigs from that and then ended up going abroad a few summers. We're playing summers, uh, playing in hotels in the summers and kind of um, do write my own material, but there's no money in that. Um, and then decided I wanted to uh, do sort of music therapy work, um, which is what I do sort of do now. I'm not qualified, but I seem to be able to do it. 
it's experience based yeah I'm guessing it's um, for yourself so i kind of came back and started working with people with learning disabilities and now i work with people with dementia and i do music with them so yeah i feel quite fortunate because I've, I've got a nice kind of job life so that's my background that's that's <laughs> so amazing and it it always like <laughs> i am so jealous of musical people and when i listen to musical people and they're like yeah, yeah you know you know i'm self-taught whatever i'm like shut up <laughs> like just, like just stop being good at stuff it's oh we're really not good right. you, you see how much stuff we've thrown away <laughs> there's a hard drive full of rubbish but the point is is that it, you come up with brilliant brilliant material in the end and and that's that's the point you know i love it i think it's great so question number two the most important question anyone will ever ask you mm-hmm. what is your favorite scary movie this this was tricky because I whenever anyone asks me this, I automatically say the others. Um, I think I think it's more twelve year old me remembering through rose tinted glasses because it was that era because I was um, obsessed with Nicole Kidman at the time. Um, so I say that automatically, but I I would also say Psycho, and oh, I thought of one this morning. What, you I go. I'm trying I, to think. Okay, fair enough. I, I mean, changes in day of the week. You know, or you know what movie the cat was in, or something like that. If you had a cat, but twenty days later is quite high up on my list somehow. I'm not quite sure why. Uh, we need to rewatch that actually. I haven't yeah, seen we haven't re- reviewed any of these films actually. No, no. I think we're almost scared of doing the films we actually legitimately like because it's much much harder. We found to write songs about songs you about songs you the films you you like because you don't be critical. Um, that if you found a similar thing, um, if it's if you actually do like it, sometimes you can kind of run out of ammunition or you feel like. It's probably a bit silly for us, but we feel like if the directors were to hear it, we'd be like, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. Be like, no, no, you should have. You should have. It's brilliant. Just Oh, you say that, uh, right? So somebody yeah. I know does a movie podcast, and uh, I'm not going to say who it is, but I'm sure you, if you're a long-time listener to the podcast, you can probably extrapolate who it is just because of the nature of the story. Anyway, they did a – they do a bad movies podcast, and they did, a, like, a, a review of a, of a shit film, right? Okay. And yeah. the director contacted them. Oh no! I, I know who you're talking about. He won't. But <sighs> no, I, that, I know who you're talking about. That, yeah, I, I just I'm look. I don't know how much I can say because I because because the director contacted them. Do you know what I mean? I would. Ha- and in fairness, I think the director was really like like you know quite nice about it and took it all on the chin and and wasn't like wasn't yeah. being mean about it or wasn't like how dare you say mean things about my movie and I think he was kind of like oh this is how we made it and this was the budget we had and this is how long we had and it was really good fun and whatever but like I I couldn't believe it I was like no way so it does <laughs> oh, happen it does happen yeah. I, oh. that's why I was slightly not I mean not that any stratosphere did I think Danny Robbins would listen to our podcast but when we did oh. 222 <laughs> My mum was there going, oh, well, wow. I'm like, oh, just, just in case. Yeah, you just, but you just don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. I tell you, you actually, know? my um, going back to your question, it's not a film, but actually something we have reviewed, which is my favourite, I think, ever piece of any horror, anything is the woman in black on stage. Oh, that is amazing, I think yeah. It's my yeah. absolute favourite. I'm fine if they hear it, find our podcast on that. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it, how it was... Um, over in Ireland, but in the UK, they take you to see it when you're 14, your GCSEs, if you do GCSE drama. 
My school didn't take us to see that. Oh, you didn't? But, no, we did. we saw Jerry Springer the opera. Subtly different kind of play. Oh, okay. Very different vibe. I'll, I'll um, just next. But anyway, anyway. Different yeah, I took, I took a group of kids to see The Woman in Black when I was teaching and they absolutely, yeah. it was the first time I had seen it as well. So I was shitting oh. myself, shitting <laughs> myself along with the kids. It was so good. Yeah. And <laughs> I actually, saying, saying that, I actually first saw it about age 11 or 12. My mum took me. She, she said I was um, uh, getting too big for yeah. my boots with horror. And so she wanted to really show me what horror was. So she took me to see that and I wanted to leave. I was crying and wanting to leave in the interval. <laughs> Yeah, it's very scary, and I and I I have to agree with you, Vince. Twenty eight days later, yeah, I mean, it's, it's I've not seen it. We do need to watch. It's a great film. It. You should watch. It's just those opening scenes. It's lots of yeah. cliches in it now, a little bit, but like yeah. empty London, terrifying. It's so good. And the, the soundtrack's amazing. But um, okay, well, it's on the list. <sighs> Yeah, it's definitely a good one and I have found I do agree with you when you're when I'm reviewing films if a film is awful I can I can be funny about it I can slag it off if it's really good yeah. I'm like it was just really good yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what else to say and there's not many rhyme, not many good things you can rhyme with good Turns yeah out, that's true it's really difficult the lyrics yeah <laughs> It's good. You should go and see it. Then yeah. you should go and see it again. It's a crap song. Record quick. Yeah. Um, it's more fun if it's shit sometimes, actually. Sometimes. Oh, but definitely. I much more yeah. In, I, I, yeah. It's I mean, actually easier for us to talk about things which are good, I think. Listening so to it, your, it, can, it can be balanced. Listening to your reviews are just hysterical when, when you... <laughs> you know yeah. if, if you if you haven't enjoyed so it's just some of the comments are just so funny so there, yeah. there's sometimes where i i absolutely wish that i record my brother when he's watching them <laughs> with me so when i'm in ireland I, I generally watch films with with my older brother and uh he is absolutely hilarious and i keep meaning to just record him not because he he wouldn't be i don't think he'd be as good like if he knew he was being recorded because i think he'd be like trying to censor himself and stuff but when he, he no it's fine when he's ad-libbing oh he is so funny he is hilarious question number three for you guys what is the best thing about being a podcaster the best thing in our in my case in my case i get to sit next to her quite a lot and she has to talk to me which doesn't happen normally no um no it's 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 it's, do, it's working creating something together yeah, i suppose isn't it it's nice to put something out into the world i reckon and being creative because you know you'll know as a creative that if you don't put stuff out you get frustrated and wound up and um you start getting you know it's difficult as a creative to not put creative stuff out so even if we're not doing anything else creative at all in our lives we've got this to put out every two weeks although and, we're both lucky we have to do other stuff as well yeah but we do this but... this is it's, it's been a really engaging outlet yeah. And, and watching and, it grow has been quite fun. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a huge audience, but, um, you know, getting messages from people who are the other side oh, of the world, so it's amazing. Yeah, that's It's is absolutely lovely. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Spurs you won. And also finding out all the research and, you know, yeah, learning Yeah, we think stuff. of the of things we've learned in different fields yeah. about, because we've done this for the last year and a half. Yeah, exactly. Now, we've learned loads of weird stuff. Yeah, and I've learned how to record myself, which <laughs> and I yeah, didn't, didn't know how to do that before. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose yeah. it's knowledge and having creating something together actually we both kind of like did have to learn how to record songs properly because i hadn't done it since uni then over a decade ago and i had no i had no clue so, at all so we had to learn on the go and then put the evidence up online for the world to laugh at us at for the first few months so it's ropey but we'll leave it up this is those first episodes now i can't quite brave it yet no. i honestly can't because i remember sort of how ropey some of it is then i think, I think it's just us going um hello sort of, you speak no you speak that kind of thing <laughs> 
I promise you, you those first episodes are not remotely as bad as you think they are. I promise you. As somebody who has listened from the first episodes, I promise you they are not. I'll tell you something, Emma, though. When we first started, we tried to play the songs live on the guitar, like without recording them first. Yeah, the very first episode we did, much like this, and we played the song to each other. And you can hear us passing the guitar to each other, and then we're like, oh, that's dreadful. So we then recorded it, but it sounds like I pass him the guitar, and then somehow he produces an entire track. Yeah, we we were kind of ready to... Like press publish, and I played it back through, and I was like, "Can't put this out. It sounds, it sounds awful." So I was like, "Okay, what are we gonna do? Uh, re-record it, put it in, and we just now we do." Play but we it didn't edit it out. We didn't no. edit out us passing each other the no. guitar and strumming the first chord. So anyway, said shit, said ropey, ropey, but never mind. But I think there's a real beauty to that too. I think it's lovely to be able to be like, "Oh, <laughs> we did that. We made that. Our little baby steps, and now we're here." You know, yeah. it's a shambolic first step, but I like it. I'm not going to take it down. No, no, oh, absolutely not. When I listen back to our first real life ghost stories episodes, I'm like, why am I talking so fast? Like <laughs> I was literally like on turbo speed, just all these ideas like rocketing out of my brain into the microphone. And I was then, <laughs> then I had to learn to be like, OK, slow it down a little bit. Not everybody uh, operates on warp speed all of the time. <laughs> Listening to a stream of consciousness is quite fun, but <laughs> it's a challenge, isn't yeah, I mean, it? It was your voice that I was skipping through paranormal podcasts and you were the first voice that wasn't American. I was like, ah, Irish. Okay, because <laughs> I, I, there's nothing wrong with American podcasts, but I'm more, ah. obviously I'm more comfortable with British or Irish accents. So that was how I came across real life ghost stories. Like, oh, it's an Irish accent, brilliant. And then, yeah, went from there. <laughs> So speaking, very importantly, of real life ghost stories, what is actually arguably the most important question, but I like to put weight on the movie question, you know, have you guys ever had a paranormal encounter? Yeah, we both have, haven't we? We have. Listen to our first few episodes for us to discuss them at length. Um, Plug, plug, plug. It's not plugging if it's your own. It's not selling out if it's your own thing. No, no, it's fine. Um... Okay. Just checking. Do you remember yours? I mean, yours. You had a few. I mean, I, I, I do all of them. I've realised when I listen back to our episodes, mine basically fall into like humdrum haunting kind of circumstances. They just occurred, and I didn't really respond at the time. I just thought, no, oh. you didn't, did you? You just kind of went, oh, okay. That's vaguely annoying. It was kind of the overarching response I tended to have because I was usually busy doing something. Usually, then it had happened at previous jobs, like horrible jobs. Oh yeah, tell the one at um, Maplin's. That was weird. That one was weird. Um, that, that was that was um, someone spotting one of my colleagues in the back office spotting something on the CCTV cameras and said, like, "Can you go around and serve the old guy at the counter?" <sighs> All right, go out to the shop floor. There's no one here. There's no, there's no one here. No, he's out there. He's walked behind the counter. You need to get him out behind the counter. I'm walking. I can see the whole store. It's a graveyard shift, but you know, there's, 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 there's no one there. There's, there's there's nobody here. I walk behind the counter. He's definitely not hiding here. Uh, he's standing next to you. He's not standing next to me. I can. There's no one here. There's no one here. I'm gonna wave my arms. Um, yeah, it was. It, it wasn't really much of an event at the time. And you just kind of go, ugh, someone's mucking around, or the cameras are really, malfunctioning. That is really creepy. Well, I mean, it's just really an old man, so he wasn't doing anything. Yeah, he probably just was just confused. Yeah, like, I imagine most ghosts, most 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 are most a bit bored. Probably. Well, I still think that's really creepy. Bindling like, around. An actual sighting of an actual physical person. Well, that wasn't a sighting for me. No, not for you. <laughs> it's it's creepy. I think I think that's a good one, personally. I mean, yeah, I think it's really good too because there's so 
it, it's like you said, it's in this in the realm of work. Can you go sort this man out? And you're like, oh, yeah, fine, 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 I'll go and do it. It's not like you're sitting watching a horror film and you hear a noise behind you or you're already primed. You're just milling about your day and then it's like, oh, this... Nothing that elaborate, no. This weird weird thing has happened. And then you get on with it because you have to because you're working. And then it's only... And it is only afterwards where you go, oh, now that was actually weirder than than I thought at the time. That was a weird shift, yeah. (laughs) I think it's far more... Because mine are mostly sleep paralysis, so... Yours is far more, like, unexplained than mine. Well, as I say, I think Humdrum Haunting sums it up really, really nicely for me. All the ones I've experienced have been really, really non-events. It's just not what people want to hear about, really. People do want to hear about things coming out of the woodwork and grabbing you and all that kind of thing. None of that. Sleep paralysis is a a scientific thing. People know what it is. I mean, I've had little other ones that haven't been sleep paralysis, but I still think yours is more unexplainable and weird so i mean the explanation seems to be there was a ghost or something yeah it was a ghost, <laughs> it was a ghost or something <laughs> it was in gloucestershire so actually that makes sense so, are. <laughs> so, um, so with your sleep paralysis then yeah um because i'm i'm like i'm i'm very interested in sleep paralysis because i i recognize that it's a scientific thing and you know it is there is a scientific explanation for it but i still find it very freaky um, oh, and it's, and it's, i had you explaining it and i think <laughs> it's awful like i had a friend who suffered from sleep paralysis when we were younger and you, you kind of we used to binge drink more regularly um mm-hmm. he used to get sleep paralysis if he'd have a heavy a heavy couple of nights of drinking right That's so he knew why it was um, oh it's the <laughs> drink um is. And one night I was watching a documentary about sleep paralysis, which is a really good documentary. I think it's just called Sleep, actually. And the documentary was about, you know, the scientific nature of sleep paralysis, but also the unexplainability of the fact that people all over the world experience the same or similar events during sleep paralysis, despite the fact that everyone has different fears, different ideas, different brains. That's the bit that always makes me go oh that's fucking weird yeah that is that is the weird thing i mean i did i did a whole we did a whole episode just on it didn't i we've been touching it a few times and there's there's yet more we can touch on i did write a song about sleep paralysis um i think it was one of the first times i had it i didn't know what it was so sort of body went into para para paralysis that's the one um and i was trying to kind of try to cry out but couldn't and then my mum came into the room and then melted into this horrific hag thing. Like it was all, I can still remember it now. And then um, climbed on top of me and started throttling me um, until I woke up basically. So that was pretty horrific. Um, yeah, that was the worst one. Uh, and then another time I dreamt, I, oh, I was again in the state of paralysis and I, I was um, strapped to a waltzer and being spun really, really, really fast, really, really fast. I could hear and smell a funfair around me. That was really strange. And the waltzers are the scariest ride at the funfair anyway. Yeah, I don't like them, they make me feel sick. Um, and then there was the one, of course, where I thought you were in, I thought yes. we were in bed together. I was asleep and I was trying to wake him up. So I was trying to wake him up so he could kind of wake me up. I was sort of thinking if I just make a noise or something, I can wake him up and I could feel him breathing next to me and moving around and and I eventually managed to break free he wasn't there he hadn't been there all night like he was away so that was that maybe going <gasps> you know and that wasn't that was about two years ago 
Mm. That was the that was the last really bad one, and then since then I've kind of learned how to um, uh, eject myself from it. Yeah, you were mostly. saying that when you recently came up, weren't you? You've kind of worked out a system. Yeah, and it kind of it doesn't always work, but mostly it works to kind of rid myself, get get so, get out. Genuine question: How do you get out? Mm. Um. So, I I person I don't know if this would work for everyone. Obviously, I personally focus all my attention on my big toe and try to move it. And if I manage to do that, then I, I, I break free. So, or it could be like a finger, you know, just some, a little part of your body. Don't try and sit up or move your arms or lift your head up. Cause that's too, that's too much. And the more you struggle, the, the more stuck you'll be, the more panicky you get, the more you can't breathe, the more your heart's banging. Um, so I, I just focus on a little finger or a toe and try and move it. And then if I manage to do that, I'm, yeah. So you kill Billy, basically. I, I don't know. I've not seen that. That's exactly how she gets her legs to come back from paralysis. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Not horribly, yeah, really. Yeah, like that. It? But I was also visited by the ghost of my dead cat when I was a kid. I wanted to. Um, I wanted to say that. So. Yeah. Okay. We love a pet haunting. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely. Feels like there should be more of those. Yeah, I saw a lot of stuff as a kid, which is was such a long time ago now that I don't know whether it was real or not. You know. So. Yeah. I'm pretty convinced I did. Like I described my great grandmother perfectly after seeing her in the garden and she'd been dead for several years, you know, that kind of thing. So Okay, so basically what you're saying is you were a freaky kid. Yeah. I, I was. <laughs> I was. Number you of were, times you I were, was You were one of those. Yeah, I was. You stared at the top corners of rooms and just time, giggled, didn't you? Number of times I was almost, yeah, you know, yeah. it was a kick there by a horse, uh, nearly threw myself over railings as a child, like, you know, near death experiences. Yes, I was a weird kid, definitely. I don't know if I've got any more normal, to be honest. <laughs> don't be too normal. No. Okay. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, yeah, so is, so... is your sleep paralysis, sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you no, more sleep paralysis honestly. questions. Is your sleep paralysis different every time? No, it's pretty much, I mean... I might see things differently. Like normally it's just black and I just can't move normally. Um, but as I said, there was the carnival, there was the witch, there was the time, but mostly it's just kind of black and I can't move, but I've got this, I know something absolutely horrific is going to happen if I don't wake up. It's just this feeling of doom basically. And you just, I was like, I've got to move, I've got to move. And if I can't, then it's funny because I, in my head, I'm screaming and writhing around, but I'm obviously just lying there like this. Yeah, completely still. So that that makes me laugh because in my head I'm having a weird, like, crazy party trying to move. Yeah, yeah. Because if you actually were writhing around, because sometimes you do do that, I would probably just sort of nudge you. Yeah. 
it's the mm. it is just the amazing thing like how how is it that apparently all of our biggest fear is a witch or a hag like as if yeah. i wondered about that as well because if it happens across cultures where it's I think people it, have different things that they're raised with. Like I think stories, I think the Snow White cartoon is to blame, personally. I mean, yeah. that's what it like. It is one of that the top scary it, that, moments ever. That isn't is it? what it looks like, yeah. honestly. I've never seen the Hatman. I know some people see Hatman as well. I've mm. never seen it. I've seen shadows. I've seen like long, thin. Sh- that night when I thought you were there and you weren't, yeah. there was sort of these long sort of shadows coming past me every now and then. Oh. Um, but yeah, I've never seen. I've never seen a guy in a hat, which is apparently what people okay. see also. Yeah. Um, um, my um, my sleep paralysis demon, I think, would be Mr. Blobby. <laughs> that would be like, absolutely. Voice, isn't it? You wouldn't. You wouldn't want that. I am absolutely. Yeah, even now, I, I even now as an adult, no. I just cannot. I can. I I can't cope with him. When I was a child, I was absolutely terrified of Mr. Blobby, but I didn't really I understand. Really why I was so afraid of him. I didn't find him yeah. funny. I didn't find him entertaining. When he would come on the screen, I'd be like, oh no, oh, no, no I can't. Not, <laughs> not now. If you're um if you're not from the UK or Ireland, I would suggest just Googling Mr. Blobby. Yeah. And it's not just um, what he looks like. It's he used to be really chaotic and I I was terrified yeah. and I still hate him. He was a narc and he was this massive phenomenon, was it? Because actually I'm gonna embarrass myself now. One of the first CDs I ever bought no was, was for my sister's birthday. Was a Mr. Blobby album. He had oh an album. Oh my god! It's as horrible as you think it is because it's so many songs. There's, there's choirs singing, <laughs> and he sings so many. And then there's interjections with Noel Edmonds reading him stories. Oh god! And that's that's at least as scary. There's a. I still remember the lengthy story of um, Goldilocks and the Three Bears in that rendition. I wonder if Emily's still got there. I hope she hasn't. <laughs> But uh, yeah, this it's a uh, it's a thing. <laughs> there are strange things from the nineties that should just stay there. Yeah, some things belong in the nineties. They don't need to emerge from the nineties. I've got a I've got a question that is straying away from the paranormal again. What is your least favorite thing about being a podcaster? It's the time pressure we were saying, um, and actually our format has changed slightly to accommodate that because. Mm um obviously we you know we just do this for fun you know we've both got full-time jobs and stuff so um trying to get it out on time and we, we were giving each ourselves two weeks and it was the songs wasn't it it was taking such songs a can long take time. ages yeah to, to write and then you've got to try and work in the recording of, it, of an evening yeah. when you're going to the old song and there's no other noise because you've got other noises around but we did shoot ourselves in the foot a bit there by giving ourselves a massive workload really yeah and it and it obviously like causes tension and you know you're saying why haven't you done this I said well you haven't done that and you know we get cross with each other um and you know it's kind of finding the momentum to carry on because I said we don't have a massive audience so it's like well what's this thing anyway so (laughs) what's the point um so those that do are really into it yeah exactly um but we have actually changed the format and since we've done that it's actually come out every so Every two weeks, we still release an episode, but one episode is a film review with a song, and another episode is um, we look at a scary song, and we cover it if we can legally, and we talk about that. Yeah, because there's loads of weird, creepy history about most songs. Yeah, that it's, it's really yeah. interesting. So we looked at like Ghost Riders in the Sky by Johnny Cash, and we've done like um, uh, what was the last one we did? The Sea Shanty. Um, Nelson's Blood. Nelson's Blood. We've done Ring a Ring of Roses. You know that yeah. kind of stuff. Trying to find songs we can cover legally as well. Does um, help. But it takes the pressure off not having to write a song every two weeks and get it recorded every two weeks. Is that yeah? 
if we were just doing a, a podcast like I don't know sport or something like that something from yeah. TV where you basically sit down you just press record and just start talking and then cut out the bits yeah. where you pause too long well, it should be nice and easy. So Mum and I started <laughs> Coronation no, Street podcast. Um, we don't. We're not. We we sort of just ran out of steam with it. But we literally just sat down and chatted for twenty minutes, and then I put it up, and it was pretty yeah. easy. But trying to do a song and write a song, and then and also I do the stories, and they're you know take that takes that, that takes, takes a, few a long hours. time. You can easily sync you know yeah. hours and hours. Into yeah. That, so you? it's it's yeah the songs take a long time, and we were getting. Um, angsty with each other, so we changed. You lose many evenings a week trying to get a song made. Usually, yeah. have you done your song? Not yet. Why not? Yeah, because it's not right. And yeah, I've only got two verses. Yeah, yeah, it can be a bit, a bit of a struggle. Um, but as I say, we, we sort of backed ourselves into a corner there from the start. In hindsight, maybe we should have. No, I think it's right. It works now. I think it's all right now. I don't think sorry. I don't think you. I don't think you ever realise how much work it's going to be. No. Like nope. you think it's going to be. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll record a song. I'll write. I'll write a song. I'll record a song. That'll take me a couple of hours, as if it takes a couple of hours. And then you have to do the actual episode around it and edit it, and like all of that stuff takes so much time. And working full time and doing that is. I mean, it's so hard. Yeah, it is, yeah. and our jobs can sometimes pull us away for random other things. That you you sometimes find yourself very busy for. You know, well, yeah, I mean, I'm in two well bands things, as so. well, so my evenings can go. Um, yeah, and I, I work for three different organisations, so um, yeah, I find myself, you know, it, it finding the time. Although I'm quite, I find songwriting quite. I've, I've done it for a long time, so I'm quite quick when I do do it. Oh yeah, you're lucky. She's a natural songwriter. I have to like work at it. Yeah, but she just in 20 minutes just writes something, and it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah, but, but I don't know, I can't, I can't put it on the thing like you can. Oh, you can now. I can, but I you, I you can't mix it and edit it like you can. He's good at the techie stuff, I'm good at the writing. Oh, okay, I still, have to, I still have to mix your songs right now, but yeah. you write, that won't be the case forever. You write great stuff, it just takes you longer because you're not used to doing it. Mm. Whereas I had, you know, I had years of just having to do it, so. One of the other things I had to learn while doing. Yeah, it's a good skill. But yeah, we're not. So we're, you know, we're not going to kill each other no, with the no. new format. No, the time pressure is definitely the most. Yeah. I mean, here's here's the thing: if one of you kills the other, like you will end up with a good either true crime story or a good haunting story. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. Look at that. I'm going to haunt every podcast you ever do. So <laughs> I'll, I'll just be like shouting into the microphone once in a while. Yeah, let me find out in the edit. Yeah, but like it was e- EVP. I'll say every time you do that, I'm going to throw one of your guitars out of the window, and then you'll stop. No, oh, I won't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some of these are yours, so. I won't throw mine out the window. Just throw yours out the window. They're, they're all his except like two, which are mine. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a dream paranormal location that you would love to visit? For me, um, Island of the Dolls, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just because even if, I mean, you know, it's it's very likely just the story a very very sad story of a guy who was you know not very well um and you know had a very sad life but even if there's no paranormal element there at all there's still all these creepy dolls there you know it's going to be so atmospheric and just so bizarre plus we get to go to mexico that would be awesome. amazing yeah and it's not your standard haunted house or whatever mm. is it it's a bit different so yeah i would i would like to go there if, if i was yeah i think option. that'd be really really cool yeah same yeah. one or just well my answer now sounds really really underwhelming compared to your really immense oh, creative on, answer well i grew up when i was a kid in cornwall and i knew about these other places around cornwall that were quite interesting 
So there's the Jamaica Inn on Bodmin Moor. Aside from Bodmin Moor itself has the beast living on it and things like that. Uh, I'm told um, Bodmin Jail is also quite haunted and has a hotel where you can go and do haunted stays and stuff like that. And the, the Jamaica Inn also does these things. And that, that always sounded so amazing, but we've never done it. No. Uh, it's a bit, bit easier to get to than Mexico, but it is a bit less exciting probably. No, I mean, it's still be cool. The guy who owns the Jamaica Inn is amazing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, is always up for like podcasters, paranormal people coming in. Because we it's we had I had contact with him last year and I was supposed to go and stay, but then I couldn't do it. But he yeah. was just just lovely. And he was on the phone to me being like, Yeah, I don't really believe in ghosts, but like these things happened to me, and then the other day this happened in the hotel, and like you can make of it what you will. And if you're coming, you can go on the ghost tour and you can have this room, it's meant to be really haunted, and I'll move people around. Oh my god, he was so good. He was oh, wow. so good. Yeah, yeah. You have to go now, don't you? Well, your mum is around the corner from it. Yeah, but we can't stay with her. That's not wanted. No, I say, but you know, <laughs> we could go there, see her, and go to the to make it. Well, also we should go to the cheese ring. It's not haunted. It's just really pretty. Okay. Something that's up on Bodmin Moor. The village of Minions does he the talks, best cream teas. He talks Cornish sometimes. I don't know what I'm about. <laughs> I'm not from Cornwall. I just grew up there. It's nice. But no, that does sound good. A haunted jail does sound quite appealing. Bodmin mm. Jail is supposed to be haunted. Yeah. It's built by prisoners and there's nasty stuff apparently. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Just, I think that sounds interesting. So if just there was stuff. one cryptid that was proven to be real, scientifically, without doubt, it's real, what cryptid would you want it to be and why? Mermaid. Yeah, that's fair. You want to elaborate? Like, is it like the Is it mermaids in the law or like little mermaids, little mermaids? Or I don't know. Your... I mean, or is it just no, a, a, no, a not manis, in the law. A, a no. Not in the law. No, no, no. Okay. I don't want murderous. I don't know if I you've mean... heard that episode where we did the law. Have you seen the law? No, I don't think it's I have. Polish... Oh my god, you need to watch so a Polish horror film about mermaids, and it's a musical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, it's 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 re- I I think with Mike saying it's really entertaining, really in- enjoyable, and it's eighties. Some eighties songs. It's it's really cool. So they kind of looked like that, but without the murderous aspect to them, because they're a bit more sort of sharpened, um, cutthroat than the Little Mermaid mermaids. Yeah. So I'd want them to look more ethereal, like that. Um, but I wouldn't have them murdering everybody, then drinking their blood. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have that yeah, they kind of they kind of get a bit vampiric. Yeah, but I'd like to you know go and and be have a a tour with a mermaid under under the water and go to the, the kingdom and I, I am going to Disney territory now. But yeah, I would being able to breathe underwater and we have we haven't explored the oceans, have we? We don't know what's no, down no. So, you know, it's all going into space is too scary. Okay. But with the water you just need to go up and you'll be home again. But they can you know get I mean? into space easier in some ways and they've done more in space than they have on Yeah, the no, water. but it's easier to get out of the water. Do you know what I mean? Not if you're at the bottom. Yeah, I know but I Okay, know. all right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so mermaids for me. What would you be? I mean, well, the two fairy still owes me money, so it's not really going to be her or her cohort. Um, Bigfoot never really interested me particularly. I thought he was just a sort of a giant hairy man. Um, <laughs> I still don't get why that's that's a much of a thing, but I don't, I don't know. I think he's not into Bigfoot erotica, unfortunately. No, that fan no. fiction was very disappointing. <laughs> it's um, spoken about a lot on uh, real life stories and okay. the community era. Okay. I don't, I, I, I'm really yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry, let everyone down. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I think actually piskies would be quite fun if they were real, just because. I don't know what pi- that is. Uh, pixies, sorry. Oh, pixies. Pis- okay. Piskies, as they say elsewhere. 
Right. So if, if Piskies are real, that there'd be some really funny CCTV footage of them because they just lark about and muck about and dance. That's basically what they do. That's what you do. It is. So they're basically like small me. Um, but they, you know, I don't, know, I don't know, give them a little camera. Think of the weird selfies you'd get. It'd be great. <laughs> it would be it would be lovely if you just had like a trail cam on the moors just for piskies. That's it. That's yeah. all it's for. And you get those little still images of like these tiny, tiny little dancing people. It'd be great. Yeah. yeah. It was just a little miniature festival. I like what we found. It'd be great. Yeah. I, I just think it'd be funny. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. It wouldn't be anywhere near as sinister as the mermaids, I think you're imagining. But... I just see that a, a picture of these tiny little things with your face just... No, no, they have a variety of faces. They don't want to make it weird. No, no, they don't have your face. I mean, you're in the background with them. Oh, okay. No. Okay, that's that's better. Yeah, you're just kind of photo bombing. <laughs> okay, yeah, as I, I, I photo bomb. As you do a fair amount. I do. There you go. So, is there a famous paranormal case that has intrigued you over the years more than others? Yeah, this is quite boring, and I'm I, I'm choosing it because it's local. The Bluebell Hill in Maidstone. Um, it intrigues me because I have to be driven over it a lot. And the first time I was driven over it, I didn't know what it was. And I had this intense feeling of horror and fear. And um, I, I was told afterwards the history of the road and stuff. So I was kind of traveling over it, feeling bad, not knowing what, what the history was. Um, and the fact that so many people have witnessed stuff there so many people over the years from I think it was the 1970s yeah up till like present day and it's one of those ones about how how has so many people seen this you know for people who um might haven't heard the story it's your typical kind of um you're driving along you see a, a woman in distress she gets in your car and then she's not there or you run run her over it's one of those isn't it Mm. um but there was a film made about it and then after the film the film fell apart and then the people's houses were set on fire were involved i'm trying to remember now because we did cover it um it's just a nasty feeling along that road every time i go down there i'm just like mm, i don't like it and i've i've got this fear of just looking into the darkness and seeing this woman's face which a bit like dead ends so yes like dead yeah, ends, isn't it? Well another film that. we reviewed great film um yeah i think because it's so local and it's so close to home we should go and investigate it. Because knowing my luck, it'll be another humble haunting. Yeah. And like, we'll see her, but she'll be eating McDonald's or something. Oh, okay. She'll just be okay. And I then think, she'll just disappear. Yeah. I think sometimes like some people seen her in a wedding dress because it's a Um but actually actually I think the actual story is it was two women driving home from somewhere and they got they basically got in a car crash. I think that's the I think that's the thing it is. Um but yeah, it's 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 close to home and it's been seen by lots and lots of people for a lot, like 50, 60 year period. So it's difficult to explain away, really, I think. That's fair. Yeah. I I think I would choose to learn a bit more about them. When we reviewed Veronica. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, the, the one, in, the one in Madrid in the, yeah, the yeah, council yeah, estate, yeah. Um, Estefania, yeah. the real one. I'd be curious to learn a bit more about that. Yeah. That would be quite. Yeah, that's, that's been quite interesting because it's just because it's relatively recent and there's evidence about it and yeah, it's only in the 90s isn't it yeah i know that's that's like almost contemporary haunting yeah with a lot of a lot to it it seems i think yeah. I, I might be a bit more there so i'm quite interested in that I think yeah well. those are two really good ones i wouldn't have thought of bluebell hill but now that you say it i'm like yeah actually because so many people that? have experienced it i think yeah i think we did yeah i think we covered it at one point i've driven over it but that's i but reason. i haven't 
yeah, I haven't really, but like so many people talk about it. Yeah. And as I said, my first experience of it was feeling uncomfortable, quite sick and really scared. And I had no, I honestly had no idea about the history of the place or the road at all. It was only afterwards. I was, I was with an ex-boyfriend and he went, oh, oh yeah, we're driving with Bluebird Hill. And I was like, what's that? And then he told me. So that, that freaked me out. But I didn't, I didn't know. That is amazing. Yeah. Um. I had a. I went to the Whaley House. I don't know if oh, you've heard of that. In the US. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the most the most haunted house in America. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, yeah. Uh, it's one of those ones that like all of the ghost TV shows go to at some point. Yeah. Right? And I'm not really one for feelings. Like I don't really, as in, like I don't really get that. Like, oh, I just have a bad feeling about this that or this place or you know I it just I just have no radar for anything like that yeah. but uh, let me tell you I was in that house and I was sitting in I did a tour of it and I was sitting in like the theater bit with loads of other people like it was all very normal it was all lit like it was lit lovely and they were talking about what went on in that room it was like a theater room in the house and I all of a sudden was like goosebumps from head to toe and I was like oh this is what people talk about when they're like yeah. When they're like, oh, I just have a feeling because I, I, I get I get anxiety sickness as well. So I know what that feels like, too. But I was like, oh, this is a This is a weird new feeling that I don't quite yeah. know what to do with. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Um, actually, I had an experience literally the other day when we were, we were in Broadstairs over the coronation weekend. Um, oh, yes, you mentioned that. And we yeah. were it was it was it was it's a bit of a crappy one. But we were in we were in Charles Dickens's house, weren't we? Well, it wasn't his house. It's the one he holidayed in. It, OK, sorry. It's the one he holidayed we thought, in. We thought it was his house. Turns out you get there and they're very upfront. No, no, he stayed yes. here a few times. Anyway. Know. Anyway, and we were queuing up to go in and I felt um, a hand on my hip and someone say, excuse me. And so I just kind of they were kind of saying, excuse me here. So I sort of moved and, you know, moved like you would to kind of shuffle out of the way. And I moved and just came face to face with Vince's sister's boyfriend. And he was like, Whoa. and I was like, sorry. And no one had said, and the hip, the I'm hand guessing was it you. wasn't his voice. No, the yeah. hand was you. You'd touched my hip, hadn't you? You'd touched my hip. Okay. <laughs> but there was no voice. No one had said, excuse me. But I heard it in my ear and had actually reacted and moved as you would if someone went, excuse me. So that was weird. It, it's not a very exciting one, but it was a, a strange. And yeah, you're brother-in-law just kind of went like that I was like, sorry <laughs> see I love those kinds of stories because like that it's just enmeshed in in normality of yeah. course you moved if somebody says excuse me you're going to move you're going to be like oh yeah, yeah sorry and then and then of course there's nobody there I love things like that because yeah. they're so she seemingly says, insignificant I don't know this guy very well and you know, I suddenly you know suddenly was in his face like like that <laughs> you know so it was uh, yeah a bit uncomfortable um yeah, so that just reminded me. Yeah, um, so, I didn't. I didn't feel anything. It was just that. How bizarre! I love it. So to finish up today, what, what, where can people find you? What is your general plug to finish? Shill, <laughs> shill. Everybody shills. Go on, go on. I mean, uh, is it like listen? I mean, we're on all of the platforms. I don't know. Is this kind of like your, your, your area? Unless really. they've unless they've done something silly with Apple again. Which they seem to like doing, but we're, I think as yes, far as I know, we're on Apple again, and therefore everything like that follows yeah. through. With. I mean, I I've got us all on Spotify. That's that's where I listen to most True. stuff. So Same. we're on, um, yeah, we're on most of the we're on Amazon. Oh yes, or... definitely Amazon. We're on Google. We're on Apple, and therefore everything that they 
filter through towards, which is basically all of them, I think. Yeah. Um, I think we're up to about 40 odd episodes now, which is... 42? 42, 42 yes. So, yeah, we've soldiered yeah. on. <laughs> Generally, you can find us on Instagram. That is the easiest way to get hold of us. Yeah, or the email address, ghostgeekyk at gmail.com. That is ghostgeekyk at gmail.com. Professional. <laughs> that was very professional. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Instagram's generally the way. We yeah. are on uh, Twitter and Facebook and that, but TikTok there's not much activity on there. Um, yeah, you've got to so, have a focus, haven't you? Or yeah. Otherwise, you just spread too thin. And yeah, Instagram definitely Instagram. We've even got a TikTok, but I am scared of TikTok. I don't know how it works. <laughs> TikTok is scary. <laughs> so basically, we should do an episode reviewing TikTok. Yeah, because it's terrifying. Write a song about it being terrifying. Okay. Um, but yeah, all the general places, and uh, yeah, we always say we're very friendly. Come and say hi. Yeah, we're mostly friendly, aren't we? No, generally. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it so much. It's been so lovely. We've been meaning to do this for a bazillion years, and thank you so much. I'll leave the links to everything in the description, obviously, of this episode. Thank you so much. Like Alison Vince said, you can find the ghost gig everywhere that you get your podcast do give it a listen i cannot i cannot express enough how much thought goes into the songs that they produce for the episodes and and you guys are generally like genuinely very talented so it's it's very entertaining to listen to so do go and listen to it and thank you so much for coming on and joining me thank you for having us us. it's been brilliant thank you even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.